Hey guys, welcome back to another Freaky Fast Friday episode where we give you the scoop on a case in 30 minutes or less. So sit back, make yourself a drink or a cup of tea, and join us for this week's episode. Hi guys, today we're going to be talking for our Freaky Fast Friday episode about the Seattle suitcase murders. So these actually happened really recently, um, just in this past year in Seattle area, and there were kind of a crazy story that made national news. So let's get started. So introducing our cast of characters, we have Jessica Lewis, who was 35 when she died, and she was born in Maple Valley and worked at an assisted living facility in Kirkland when she died. In one article, I also read that she had another job at a grocery store. Her family described her as graceful with a big heart. She has four children, two of which were adults at the time of her death. And the rest are under. This occurred earlier this year, like in the summer, right? Yeah. Okay, but, so like June 2020. Yeah, so I have year. all the dates in okay, here, cool. so we'll be good. Um, thank you, Elena. Mm-hmm. Um, the other victim, so Jessica was a victim, and then Austin Wenner, who was 27 at the time of his death, was from Kent, and they had been in a relationship together for eight years, around eight years, and lived together, and they were said to have gone through the traditional like ups and downs of a relationship but were known to always come back together. So their friends and family always said that, like, they always ended up together. Hold so. on, eight years, that would make him... 20, 20 19. 19, and her... 30, 27. 27. Honestly, I've heard weirder stories. I don't know. That's not, I'm reading into this too much. That's Trust not something we'll to do get into it. Some, in the next episode, we'll get into some weird age things, so okay. don't even worry about <laughs> it. Um, and then also introducing the alleged murder. I don't believe that, I mean, their case hasn't been gone to court yet, partially probably because of COVID, but who has been charged with their murders is Michael Lee Dudley, who was 62 at the time. I think he's still 62. And he lived in Burian or Burian. Burian, yeah and rented rooms in his home out uh, to renters. So he was basically their landlord. According to his ex-girlfriend, um, she dated him on and off between 2002 and 2016, and she says that she was Dang. grateful that they finally broke up for good. So not a good sign, obviously. <laughs> Dudley um, has been charged with assault for a fight that he had with Gordon, Gordon is his ex-girlfriend. Gordon is his ex-girlfriend, yeah. Um, and Gordon has insinuated that he was rough and easily angered. Angered. I almost said it because, like, Gordon. <laughs> According- Angordoned. Angordoned. Well, when you said Dudley super fast, too, it sounded like deadly, and I'm like, this is a red flag Sorry, right, right there. <laughs> I'm a little congested in allergies, you know. According to Westside Seattle, which is a, a like, news source, mm-hmm. Dudley's daughter filed a sexual assault-related restraining order against him in June of 2019. He, um, she claimed that he raped her consistently from ages 10 to 18 using drugs to subdue her, and the court denied it, claiming that it fell under domestic violence. And Did you say not. 2019 or 2018? This happened in 2019. So this was before... She filed the um, restraining order in 2018, though. Yes. So this was, like, so the, almost two mm-hmm. whole years before. One year. Oh, no, you're right. Two whole years. Math is hard. I forgot it was 2020 and not 2019, okay? I'm trying to forget about 2020. Yeah. 2020 <laughs> doesn't count. Um, 
So the court said that it fell under domestic violence and not um, sexual assaults, which, hmm, whatever. <laughs> Poor lady. I mean, I hope that I hope that she gets her justice. But um, additionally, his daughter turned 18 in 2007, so it's possible a statute of limitations arose as well as an issue in that specific court case. Hmm. And so, um, I think it could be both. So domestic violence and sexual assault. I read. Why why would it not be sexual assault just because it's your family member? Well, so I read something about like, this is going to be really graphic to the trigger warning. Skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't want to hear this. Uh, I read something that said that uh, he would like force her to watch him masturbate. (gasps) Like, so he, Which is he technically wasn't touching her, but, like, he, but it's like, assault. made her... And this was, like, young. She was, like... It started happening when she was around 10. Her dad? So it was her dad. Ugh. Yeah. Disgusting. Early on in their time living in Dudley's home, he presented himself as being very controlling and was known to threaten violence when he didn't get his way. And Jessica Lewis, one of the victims, her aunt, Gina Jasky... Noted that he would often break their cars so that they couldn't leave, and was known to put track- trackers in people's cars, which is really his creepy. tenants. Like these, these, Wait, that's really creepy. But he really knows these people; they're just his tenants. <laughs> and if he was that controlling of his daughter, then imagine or not controlling. You know what I mean? Like totally. It totally makes sense so that he would be doing this to his tenants who he could be viewing as his children. What's even creepier to me is putting the trackers in the car makes me think that, like, he wanted... Because it was in his own home that he rented out rooms, right? Yes. Yeah, it was, so like, it was like, he wanted, there. So it's like he wanted to know when they were going to be coming home mm-hmm. as to not be doing anything weird, which makes me question, like, Actually, what else he does. that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That's a good, a good theory. That would make the only sense to me for putting the trackers. Break their car so that they couldn't leave, that's a little murdery to me as well. Well, that's just, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he just has issues with control, which is totally a reason to be assaulting I also children. just wonder if he wouldn't have done all these weird things if he didn't also live in the house. Like, if he had, like, just a normal apartment building, that would be a little different. I don't know. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, so moving on, um, he got into arguments with a lot of people in his home, and they do go on to interview other tenants, and it seems like a lot of his tenants have been like, there's some weird shit going on in this house. Um, And so he got in arguments with them a lot, basically, and would tell them to leave, but also try to lock them inside of his home. So, seems like the man is a little crazy. That is, like, so murdery, murderery to me. I mean, it seems like, I mean, just the contradiction within himself, he seems like a little something's off. You yeah. Know? Like, I would be like, I want to break my lease. I don't care how much it costs me. But, I mean, that's not always well, an option for people. Uh, he was charging way too much for that freaking area, too. That's what they, so his neighbor, I mean, I'll get to it later, is that... He, um, his neighbors in the area were basically saying that, like, that's a ridiculous amount of rent for a single room, and I'll get to the prices. Especially there. in Burien, like, it's I mean, not sure, it's like, Seattle proper, but, like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's not a super nice area. It's not like, oh my god, it's so nice, like, I would love to live here. Anyways. Anyways. So, um, he also, the aunt, Gina, Jessica's aunt also noted that there was an alleged incident where he beat a dog to death 
for messing with his chickens and then left the dog's dead body outside in the open to scare them. Like, scare Intimidate the dog. The, the tenants. No, the oh, tenants. my God. So it's creepy because, like, there's certain lines you don't cross. Even in, like, films. Like, they don't cross. They don't usually kill children. And they don't beat animals to death because it's like that's a that's a well line. i feel like if you're gonna kill a dog usually people do it in like a very humane, humane way, way. Mm-hmm. clearly this man wasn't into humane killing yeah. though we'll get to that in a little bit but <laughs> on june 19th which is coincidentally my birthday <laughs> a group of teenagers doing a scavenger hunt by duwamish i think i'm saying that right mm-hmm. had right. found a large suitcase and they opened it with sticks out of curiosity and they were filming a TikTok in the process of this. They're like, oh my god, this will be cool. Like, let's film a TikTok is what I'm assuming went through the brain. TikTok is the worst. <laughs> Shut up, Hannah. <laughs> um, they were reportedly rando... Rando-nodding? Rando-nodding. So, I went on Reddit. I have a weird obsession with Reddit. And it's basically, like, this thing where... I think it's, it's like, an app. It's called Rando-nod. And like geocaching, you, kind of? it's kind of like geocaching, but it'll just give you random coordinates and you go there. Interesting. And there's like a whole Reddit community of it. And so like, it's like similar to geocaching kind of concept where you are sort, searching. Yeah. They found a trash bag inside of the large suitcase and they called 911 because they reported that it smelled foul. And at this Quote point, foul. I doubt they necessarily knew there was a body in it. I don't think they knew there was a body. Known. I don't think they could but have known I that. think that if something smelled foul like i don't know something like stinking like i don't know animal feces smells very different than a like rotting corpse yeah but so, if, you've like, never that's smelled, specific... if you've never smelled a rotting corpse you wouldn't be able to distinguish that smell true so, that's true besides the fact i have i recently went to this area because it's like a nice walk in the seattle area and there's a sign up that's like you know rest in peace and it has their photos on it and everything where the suitcase was found and it is near water, and so there's often, like, multiple types of animals, like seal, like sea lion pups are there, too. Um, and so it could, in theory, have been a dead animal. And and I don't know. I, I just, I feel like in my personal brain, I don't think I would have opened up a suitcase, had it smelled a weird smell, and immediately turned to, oh, my God, there's a dead body in there. I probably <laughs> you know would have been, mean? like, whatever this is, I don't want to deal with it. Well, and, and also, as, as you know, like, teenagers, I feel like it's kind of scary when you f- possibly find something that could get somebody in trouble, because you don't want, you don't, you yourself, even though you, you don't know you don't have anything blamed. in, yeah, you don't want to get blamed for it, so I could see that happening, too, that they're just like, oh my god, we need to call somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Hannah. So, when the police arrived, they also found nearby, after searching the beach, another duffel bag with a smaller trash bag inside. They were black plastic bags. Um, eventually, they found Lewis and Winner. And so, Lewis died of multiple gunshots. Lewis is the guy woman. or the girl? Lewis is the woman. Her okay. name is Jessica. And Winner, her boyfriend, died of one single gunshot. They both were beaten and dismembered. To fit into the suitcase, which is so methodical and yeah, he's there's something so, wrong with this man. Well, there's a huge community of people that are like, he's definitely done this before. Yeah. Oh, well, that's hello. Good, good that's why I'm saying up. he put the trackers on the car because maybe he was murdering people inside of his house and then like, you know what I mean? And he yeah. had all these materials, so we'll get to that later. But 
So, um, Dr. Kathy Taylor, Washington State forensic anthropologist, told Seattle police that she believed that there were multiple people involved, possibly, mm-hmm. because the cuts on Lewis and Wenner's bodies were disorganized and done in different manners and with different apparatuses, tools, basically. So I remember hearing about that part. Yeah. Yeah. They, and, but I mean, I don't think they're gonna get Dudley to say anything regarding that. I don't think so either. But it would make sense that if it was not the first time doing it, that it, maybe there's a team Unless, of people and they only caught one. To to me, I wonder if, like, because they were killed by gunshot wounds, so I wonder if, like, he killed them in, like, a rage incident, especially because Lewis died of multiple gunshot room mm-hmm. wounds. And then, like, maybe if he hadn't done it before, which that's kind of up for grabs, maybe he was like, oh, crap, what do I do? And, like, he, you know, started cutting it up, and then he was like, I can't do this, and then came back later another With day. Help. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's kind of, and that would be more on the school of thought if, like, you don't think that he has ever done this before, but that's a I good, digress. <laughs> good idea. It does seem very specific, like, that's a very specific um, MO, as you might mm-hmm. say of getting rid of a body and knowing his past experiences with violence it's not likely that this is the first time that he's just snapped on somebody so i think that's something to consider as well especially because he had the foresight to dismember their bodies and put them in suitcases hoping that they would sink in the ocean which never happened that's why they find bodies on beaches all the time well and also I mean, all the time, like <laughs> just as a side note if you really wanted something to sink like, in the middle of the ocean, you wouldn't put it, like, near the bank, knowing how much... I mean, there that area, there's, like, ferries going in and out. There's huge cargo ships. So, there's a lot of boats creating a lot of wake. It's not like these things wouldn't have washed up to shore unless you dropped them out in, like, the middle of nowhere. But I... That's what partially makes me think maybe this was kind of like a, oh, my God, what do I do? Let me try to come up with something to get rid of them. I don't know. Wouldn't he admit to it then, though? He painted over some of the blood on the wall in their room, which is weird. Like, there was dried blood on the wall where he killed them, and he just, like, painted over it, which is strange. Like, he didn't try to clean it? I would probably but clean it. But you can still see the blood. And then paint it. Is there exactly. photos of that? If, there, if we can there find a photo, somewhere. we might have to put it on the Instagram mm-hmm. so you guys can see. So check out the Instagram and see if it made it up there um and also to bring up again they shared one single room in this house with like communal living spaces basically with other tenants and dudley and they paid fifteen hundred dollars in rent for this one room and just like for reference for reference i live in the greater seattle area and i pay only like seventeen hundred dollars for a two-bedroom apartment so this it with no roommates. So this is a little bit ridiculous to pay fifteen hundred dollars and have communal living spaces and have a murderer as a landlord. Yeah, and like be living with your landlord. I don't know. Upon an investigation, while they started investigating, they found that Michael Lee Dudley, the landlord, was reportedly mad at them for being unable to pay rent, and he quoted bringing potential crime and activity to his home. So he was, like, concerned about them Mm -hmm. doing sketchy stuff. I don't know if they're doing sketchy stuff, but that was, like, a a possibility that they they thought. 
So, um, family members say that Wenner and Lewis were assaulted by men that showed up at Dudley's house fairly recent to this murder. Um, I do remember them not knowing if it was related to crime, but they believe that it was related to Dudley's. Like, they knew who Dudley was and just assaulted whoever was at the home. Or, like, maybe, I wonder if this was after the fight that they had about, like, the inability to pay rent. I wonder if he, like, had some, like, hitman kind mm-hmm. of come to the house and rough him up and see if, like, that could take care of his problems. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know, but they didn't. Yeah, this is pretty much all theory because, like, it just random theories the because we don't know happened yet. yet. Another witness is a tenant that moved into Dudley's house on June 9th, which is the day that they were reportedly killed, um, and said that his glasses were broken and that he appeared to have scratches. She walked into her room and found a heat, the room that was supposed to be hers, and he helped her move in that day. And when she walked into the room to, like, check it out, basically, there was a heap, heap, like a giant pile of clothes on the floor with an arm, like a hand, sticking out from underneath it. Oh my god. And when she was like, the heck... He said that he needed to clean up and asked if he could take her somewhere else. Like, he offered to drive her somewhere else while he, like, fixed the place for her. I don't know. Sounds sketchy. I would have been like, I'm not fucking moving in with you, dude. Like, I don't know. Would you have? I would not have. But while she was leaving to go somewhere else, she said that she saw him laying out pieces of plastic in the basement, which would immediately for me be a red flag and I probably would not go. <laughs> I would probably think I place. was about to get murdered. <laughs> I would. Yeah, like that's not not something that you're just like, oh fun, plastic in the basement. I don't know. So when she asked Dudley why he was laying out plastic in the basement, he said, let's put it this way, his gun misfired and mine didn't. And that is a quote. I mean I feel like that's like so like It's like a villain catchphrase. Also yeah. why would it why would you say this to somebody like, I don't know. If I wanted to get away with something, I would not Well, and it's, say that. it's demonstrably not true, because there wasn't any evidence that... Just her, Austin. There's no evidence that either of them had a gun, or that another gun was involved yeah. in this. Um, so just, just a weird thing to say, in my opinion. I don't understand why you would just throw that in there. I would have probably tried to, I mean, I would never murder somebody, so there's that. But I feel like I would say something like, oh, it's for this. Like, something totally different. You wouldn't be like, I'm burying a body. Which, again, makes me think that this is the only time he has done something like this. Or at least to this extent. Hey, people on Reddit will fight you on that. Because people on Reddit want to believe he's a serial killer. And we just don't know that yet. To be fair, there have been a lot of murders in the Seattle area. But this is, and like Abby was saying, this is the first one that has like a very specific MO and has, you know, the suitcases and they're cut up So and honestly, dismembering the body in order to hide it is very mafia to me. <laughs> it's not that uncommon. I mean, I don't really know, but I would think that that is like, I don't want to say logical because not murdering people is not logical, but... It's like a strategic way that I could see somebody doing well, to hide a body, but the suitcase part yeah. is specific. Well, that the dismembering is clearly to try to cover up the crime, but then he also 
in other aspects didn't seem like he was trying to cover it up like he didn't make sure nobody was home first he didn't make sure that his person that was coming to move in didn't see anything like he didn't do any other steps to prevent people from finding out about it except for dismembering the body to like conceal it yeah which which again makes me think that it's not like he's not a serial killer he hasn't done this before so my thing is it could either mean that he was inexperienced with killing people and hiding bodies or he is crazy and just (laughs) didn't give a shit and maybe like this is just like completely being like crazy like theory what if he had killed all what if there's like all these other people all his other victims that he's killed in a very specific way and he felt like maybe police were catching on to something and so he killed these two people and did it in in like removed their bodies in such a weirdly specific way as to like make it seem like it was someone else one last thing about why i don't think it's a serial killer that last part was me just playing like devil's advocate or kind of running off what i think someone might say in reddit but um if i haven't read anything from like the previous murders that have happened in seattle in the past like couple years that are unsolved still um to see if there's like any connection because this seems very much like I mean, these are his tenants, so he's very connected to these people. Do you know what I? You know what I'm saying? So like, it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for me to, to me for him to kill these, um, Wenner and what's the other one, Lewis, but then be killing just like a bunch of other random people. Do you know what I mean? Because it's so easy for you to get caught if you kill somebody that has really like. Well, a that's what I'm saying. Why you? would he kill those people who have a relationship to him if he is a serial killer? If, he's, if his he whole purpose to kill is just to kill. Well, no, he he kills because he's mad. Like, that's why people think he's a serial killer is because he's he known for angry. violence. Yeah. So that makes sense, though, that it could be just, like, a different MO because he only kills when he gets, like, angered. And so it's kind of a spur of the moment. However, he can do it at that moment. During the, the detective search on August 19th, which was two full months later after they found the bodies. They found blood and bullets in the room that Winner and Lewis were staying, and the neighbors contacted them during the search, so I'm assuming they just walked on over while they were searching the house, and said that they called 911 on the 9th because they heard gunshots, but, and they also think that they heard, please don't do this, just let me leave, in a male voice. Um, Dudley did make up an excuse for the blood, he said that um, he had cut himself. He cut himself, and or did he say that she cut herself? Oh, she, yeah. He they, said that she he cut figured, herself. He figured that they know it was Jessica's blood. I yeah, think he figured that probably. they would know. So he said that she cut herself, and that was why there was blood. But I mean, it was probably a mass amount of blood if it was on the walls. Yeah, and he shot her what nine times, right? A lot of times. Not nine, but multiple. On August 19th, same day, he was arrested at his home in Burien. And he was arraigned on September 8th of 20... This is all 2020. And formally charged with second-degree murder of Lewis and Wenner. He pled not guilty, and his bail has been set at $5 million, Although, according to his ex-girlfriend, Marlis Gordon, this wouldn't be unattainable because he has many friends that have connections. To help him financially. 
This also makes sense because it's very likely that somebody helped him dismember and dispose of the bodies, possibly giving him the idea of putting them into suitcase and dumping them in a body of water. So sounds like he totally could have had somebody help him, but it almost is like, did he or did he not? I don't know. What do you guys think? This will be a really cool case to see once it actually goes to trial. Um, see what happens. See because what comes out. when a case goes to trial, like, a lot more stuff comes out. Mm -hmm. Lots of details and witness recounts. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I have no idea what happened. To me, what it, what it, first of all, I'm, as you guys probably could tell, I've <laughs> been pretty anti, it's a serial killer. I really don't think it is a serial killer. I'm more on the school of thought that it was like a crime of passion and like he was just super freaking pissed off at these like tenants for some reason. Yeah. Possibly because they weren't paying well, their rent. So his, and his... because he does have a violent past, he didn't, he was just like, he was so angry and he just killed him. And then kind of what I was saying earlier, maybe he like frantically cut up the body. But that being said, I also don't put it past him to like try to get someone to come help him. Um, cut up the bodies and dismember them, put them in the, I think it's the lake, but, um, or it's the ocean. Yeah. It's anyway. an ocean. It's a bay. Anyway, that's what I think. Yeah. I'm not sure what I think. I think that. It's, I'm excited to see, well, not excited, but I'm curious to see what happens once everything starts coming out and maybe possibly he confesses to things because maybe at, at this point he just knows the gig is up and he has to. Mm-hmm. Well, and it seems to me like he believes that he was somehow justified, and I have a feeling he might try to claim self-defense, hmm. even though he's gonna get he's gonna get got for more than just self-defense because he, instead of calling the police, dismembered the he, bodies. Yeah. And, yeah, unless if if you're going off that theory, then it's like maybe he. It was self-defense, but he didn't know what the hell to do because he's like, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. It doesn't Let matter. Let me call though, up know? my friends and help have them help me. I don't think I mean, it matters well, to a court, though. But I don't think it matters. If someone's willing to kill somebody over some kind of an argument about rent. It would have to be, for the argument at self-defense, it would have to be that he felt threatened or was harmed. And there's no evidence that either of them had any weapons on them. No. So... Well, maybe there is evidence and it'll come out during yeah, the trial. Yeah, maybe. That's the thing about cases that have yet to go to trial. All we know about them is, like, police, or, like, preliminary police reports and then news stories, pretty much, is all we have. Mm -hmm. Like, because once, like, the case comes out, there's going to be, like, court documents and entire, like, affidavits. There's going to be, like, the, like, uh, case notes that, like, the stenographer does. So as far as we know, that's all the details that we have. Um, like Caitlin said, there will be more coming out soon as the trial proceeds and we'll probably have a lot more evidence. So I can definitely see us doing a future episode on this case, um, like a part two. Yeah, like a follow-up or something. A full episode, yeah, or maybe another mini episode. And so um, look out for that. Probably won't be for a hot minute because COVID, but um, something to hope for in the future don't forget to follow us on our social meds um instagram is who what wear podcast and our youtube is also who what wear podcast we're gonna post some relevant pictures on instagram as always so uh look up for us at who what wear podcast 
and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for tuning in.